Said I need that bird that it they don't From shit to sunshine Surviving to thriving People that have gone from surviving to thriving Surviving the biggest shit in their life Turning their lives into thriving Amazing from shit to sunshine. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Shit to Sunshine podcast. Um, I'm on my own today, as Lauren couldn't be with us to co-host, but we have I have the most amazing guest, Karina Grant. Um, she is an energy healer. She does quantum touch healing and lots of other things, which I will actually let Karina explain to you herself. So welcome, Karina. Thank you. It's really amazing to have you here. So thank you for being here. My and, pleasure. Thank you for having me. And I just wondered if you could give us a quick rundown of a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your history, and what brought you to doing what you do today. Sure, absolutely. So a bit about my history. Um, I, I My parents brought myself and my brother up in a very um, kind of forward thinking way. We had lots of um, personal development books on the shelves. And um, even, I think I went on my first breathwork workshop when I was 12 or 13. So I just went with them. Um, so I was really exposed to this kind of thing from quite a young age. And in my late, uh, sorry, my early 20s, I also went on a lot of Tony Robbins seminars. So I kind of got lots of the mind stuff at that point. And I had a big light bulb moment when we did something. We walked on hot coals on one of the seminars without feeling any pain. And I remember thinking, this is absolutely insane. This is crazy. How is it possible that your mind can influence whether you feel pain or not. And I remember I, I didn't probe too much into it, but I just remember being absolutely blown away that you had that capability in your mind. And so I really had a lot of that foundation um, taught to me in those seminars about the mind-body link and also a lot about health and nutrition and stuff like that. And it was, back then it wasn't so, like it's very on trend now. Back then, it was, you know, only the alternative people that understood about eating a certain way and eating healthily and all of that. Um, and so fast forward to 2005, my dad was diagnosed with something called MSA, which is a really aggressive type of Parkinson's disease. And it's a lot faster and it's a lot more progressive. And it's, you know, it's not a great diagnosis to get at all. And he was so he was diagnosed with that and my mum took that very very um hard she you know she became quite emotionally she was really feeling it all very emotionally and I remember thinking well I've been on these seminars and I've learned that there is stuff you can do to help yourself that is outside of perhaps what you would be told you know in in the doctor's consulting room there must be other stuff that we could do and the first words that came to me, I was sat at my desk in my job at the time. First word that came to me was healing. And I don't know, it wasn't a word I'd ever really looked into before, but I just typed it into Google. 
And one of the first websites that came up was something called Quantum Touch. And I'm looking at this website and I'm reading about it. And I thought, wow, this actually ticks all of my boxes. It's very grounded. It's really down to earth. It, you don't need to believe in anything. You don't need to be attuned to anything or, you know, it's just based on really simple principles that I actually fully understand already. And um, I thought, yes, this this really speaks to me. And then I thought, well, I don't want to look, just go for the first thing I've seen. So I spent hours literally trawling through Google and looking at every single website that came up under the word healing. And a lot of them were just too out of the box for me at the time, or they just, it just didn't resonate for me at all. And so I stuck with what it was that had initially just, just really lit me up. And that was quantum touch. And I booked onto a workshop the next day. And um, that's, that's kind of what I'm like. If I find something that I love, I just want to do it. Yeah. And um, I went on to this two-day workshop. And I remember I didn't feel that much in the workshop. I remember I was, it was a really stressful time, at, you know, in my life. And so I was really tired and couldn't fully concentrate on what I was being told. But I just listened and went along with whatever it was. And then went home. And I'm the kind of person that often whatever I've learned drops in for me after, mm. <laughs> after I've heard it. And um I go home and I'm looking at the manual and I, I thought, okay, I'm going to use this. And I said to my dad at the time, I said, I've just been on this workshop. I've learned some different techniques. Can I, you know, will you be my guinea pig? Can I use, can I start using this with you? And he said, yeah, sure. And so I started to use the breathing that we'd learned and I started to just slowly just get into it and you start using the techniques and one of the symptoms of MSA is that people's spine is really, really hunched forward, like really, really bent over. And as I'm starting to work on my dad, it didn't happen straight away. It was very tiny incremental changes. Um, his The tension in his body started to let go. And all that stress and all that tension as it started to let go and as his body started to relax more and as he his mind started to relax more, he just started to sit up in the chair. Mm. And that was my first experience of the mind-body link of, you know, in terms of seeing it firsthand right in front of me of somebody who's been fixed, literally locked into their posture. It looks like they're immovable. It looks like they're locked into that position. And just seeing that within about an hour, that wasn't the case anymore. He was looser and he was sitting, literally sitting up straight. And I thought, this is, this is crazy, you know. And then he stood up and he was standing really straight. And all that had happened is he'd been relaxed to such a deep level that the tension that was literally locking everything into place had just gone. And he was standing up feeling really, really good in his body. And the other thing that I noticed is this previously very gray, washed out looking face had rosy cheeks and had more pink color in his mm. face. And then, you know, I could see straight away, well, he's just had more energy, you know, more blood flow. The blood is moving much more. And so the blood is flowing 
to his face now and and that's all that had happened and people can give it language of oh you can give words that people won't relate to and one of the words might be the word healing it's actually really logical and there's nothing that weird or out the box about it the blood flow was going you know was was moving much more his tension let go in a really dramatic way and so he stood up really nice and straight and he had pink color in his cheeks and it you know it it's very logical if you think about it um my mum at the time looked you know she was just amazed her jaw was dropping and she said what it's one of those moments that I always remember and she said what on earth are you doing and I I remember saying to her genuinely I have no idea <laughs> I have honestly don't know what I'm doing I just know I've been on this course <laughs> I've learned some techniques and now I'm playing with them and I, I have no clue what I'm doing and so we all agreed okay well learn more learn as much as you can and and practice as much as you can and I, I worked on my dad you know a lot and after a few months the diagnosis changed from MSA which MSA if you the typical diagnosis is fast it's very very fast that the prognosis um and they changed it from msa to regular parkinson's which is a whole different ball game it's a really you know it's a huge leap in a diagnosis to go from that to to that and uh, one of the symptoms of parkinson's is uh, people get tremors and uh, some can be very very severe for people but one of the things I was able to do with my dad is help him to relax so deeply in the sessions that he never had tremors. And that really increased, obviously, his quality of life, you know. And so whilst he did have, you know, other things going on, he we managed to circumvent a lot of things that he would have had otherwise. Um, and so that was like very much like the tremors, for instance. That was my introduction, which was really being thrown in the deep end of the pool. And it was really intense as well. Uh, but I knew immediately that I wanted to become a practitioner and to see, you know, does this help other people or is it just a connection with me and my dad? Um, and I also knew that I wanted to teach it straight away because it's not difficult. It's actually very easy to learn. Um, and that was my introduction into this whole world of, of energy healing. Amazing. Amazing. So you very much, I mean, it sounds like it helped your dad immeasurably, really, um, just by finding kind of almost getting this inspired action to find something and really, I, I guess your motivation was to help your dad, which, you know, what better motivation than to help a family member or a friend that's in pain? Um, but it does sound like you had this almost inspired action to go with quantum touch and that's kind of what was supposed to happen in a way right um, yeah yeah definitely and he was he was um, very much my biggest kind of fan <laughs> he would he he went on to live in a residential home and he used to tell the the people that work there you know oh you got pain this <laughs> is coming you know and uh you know it became quite a funny thing between between us you pimp you out to everybody <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so I think you know for everybody it works differently and there's mm -hmm. no I think it's important to say that there's there's no rule there's no you 10 people could have the same thing going on for them physically and have 10 different results everybody kind of gets a different everybody gets 
what their body is capable of you know absorbing but one of the things I really really noticed most for him was um, the absence of the tremors and people were amazed so that was that was very very exciting that is amazing and do you think that it's that people can I it can only really be effective if people have that open mind do you think that if someone's like oh yeah sure I'll do it but I'm really you know I'm not very open-minded I'm not very into this do you think it would still have the same effect or do you think your mind very much plays a part in how successful the healing is it's a really good question what I have noticed is that sometimes when a family member brings another family member for a session and that person never wanted it in the first place you're not setting yourself up for that much success because the person didn't even want it you know they're there to please someone else um saying that there those sessions are very few and far between um i think being open does massively help um but saying that most people 95 percent of people i work with or more there are the fact that they've booked a session means they are open so i haven't had masses of exposure to people who are not open if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but I do think the mind, how open you are, definitely, definitely plays a big role in what's going to help you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And do you, how do you feel that it's kind of helped you personally grow and develop as a person? Because like, I'm guessing that there was some sort of openness and spirituality to all of this prior, um, but I could be wrong. So please correct me if I'm wrong, but um how how do you feel that it has really developed you and helped you change as a person and grow? Hugely. Um, I think actually I've always been this this way, as you you know, as you said, I've always been incredibly open minded. I've always been excited by things you can't necessarily tangibly see. I've always had a lot of faith. Um, and I think that powers has powered up the journey a lot because that can be one of the hurdles for people at the beginning when they're learning something like this and I had that already this was just for me a set of techniques to express what I already felt mm. um I already had that kind of layer but it has seeing the kind of things that I've seen over the years which and I'm open really open but even I'm uh, you know sometimes my jaw drops and I'd say oh that is just way <laughs> bigger than even I could have I've anticipated and I've seen all kinds of things, you know. Um, so it has. It, it's just really, really widened my perspectives in what's possible. Um, and one of the things I love and ways that it's enhanced my life is I meet so many different types of people and interact with people from all walks of life. And you can see that how it changes other people when they learn some type of uh, skill set that enhances their life. And I think it's very humbling to watch that for other people. And that that has uh, had a very big, big impact on me, definitely. Amazing. Um, and I was going to ask you, what other kind of forms of healing have helped you grow and sort of helped on your journey um, and things that have come into your life, adverse things that have come into your life and and trauma and tragedy if you wouldn't mind sharing kind of maybe some of those and what's kind of helped you through them sure yeah definitely so there's another there's another modality that I work with and I teach and it's called permissioning 
And um, within that, there's some skills, some techniques which come under permission to reset your nervous system and permission to reset anxiety. And as a toolkit, it's very much what it's based on is opening your perspective. And that's very gentle, but very powerful. So what I mean by that is often we can get really, really fixed in our point of view and not be able to see any other reality other than what is literally in front of us. Even if you're really open-minded, you're still fixed in that point of view, whatever it is. And so that can be a real cause of stress, especially after a trauma, really only able to look at something in one way and not able to step out of that viewpoint. And these techniques massively helped me um, in my life and many different times, simply enabling me to let go of, of fixed ways of thinking and just start to create space in my thinking and create space for a new perspective to arise and a new point of view to arise. And um, that very much helped me after my mum passed away um which was a very different kind of experience and um quantum touch is very much based on raising energy and i used it over the years for a lot of physical issues um for you know working with other people and the permissioning is very much the kind of go to for me rebalancing emotional rebalancing toolkit so they they're, they're two my two kind of go-to tools yeah I, I seem to remember very a while ago actually um I think it was in the very early days of your of the permissioning um and I came to you and I had a session with you and it was one of the most powerful things that I've ever done um and I think that was very much a kickoff for me it was just before we had our rainbow baby Aitan um it was sort of just before I got pregnant with him and I think that really kicked off kind of my journey that I'm on now, really, this sort of second part to my to my trauma slash grief journey. Um, and if, you know, for anybody listening that wants to try, I highly recommend it. It was it really was one of the most powerful things I've ever done. So, again, thank you so much for that, because that really, really changed my life, actually. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. That, that's amazing <laughs> to hear. That's really, really amazing to hear. Um, I find it it almost makes me feel quite speechless when people say these things because, and doesn't matter how many people you 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 work with, it's still I still find it really really incredible and humbling just to be part of other people's you know experiences like that. So, no, I mean it really. I I, I don't say it lightly. It really you know, and I think your energy and I, I think very much also it depends on on the person as well because lots of people practice lots of different things yeah. um but everyone is different as you said earlier and I think it's very much who you connect with you know energies can clash or they can match um even if everybody's got the best intentions I think you know and I I do think it's also about matching with somebody that makes you feel kind of comfortable and you know easy and it just feels natural so I think that's very important too but but the techniques that you use are just you know I, I very much want to get into quantum touch as you know we've spoken about it before um, but the permissioning I have to say is is I can highly recommend to anybody listening um, and you should definitely contact Karina for more on that but we'll get we'll give you some information at the end about how to do that 
Um, so I just Thank I you, just Lois. wanted to say Thank that. Um, and how how would you say? I don't know if I'm repeating myself now, but how would you say that your own kind of growth um, and healing has informed your work as you've gone on, but more more so today now where you are now? It's definitely given me, um, working with lots of different people has given me the confidence to be able to go into any type of setting and do this work. And that for me just shows, it's enabled me to grow in seeing. It, it doesn't matter whatsoever what our background is. It doesn't matter where we live. It doesn't matter any, you know, where any of the kind of socioeconomic factors that people think separate them, we all feel the same range of human emotions. Mm. And so I feel that it's really opened up the space that I work in by realizing, okay, you can go into a company, you can go into a charity, you can go into work with the most affluent people, you can work with people who've just experienced rough sleeping. The emotions and the range of emotions are the same. And what's more important that I've witnessed is that the, the techniques to work with are exactly the same. Mm -hmm. And so that's given me a hugely um, empowering and broader perspective in kind of how to work with people. So a lot of my own growth has just simply not just been through my own experiences, but through watching other people's. And I have to say, probably the two biggest experiences of my own personal growth have been witnessing my parents' journey above all with my dad it gave me a huge I mean it opened the door to a whole new world that I didn't know existed mm. and you know watching how the body can just all that tension can literally just melt away and the effect that has on his on had on his ability to communicate on his ability to just you know be be able to smile all these things which are sound small but they are huge um and then with my mom, emotionally, I, the permissioning really lifted me, um, really helped me actually to process a lot of grief. So I would say the two biggest experiences I've had, as you said, have come out of huge shock and and, uh, and intense experience of emotions, really. Um, and that gives you the ability to then, which you you know you know yourself more than you know as much as or more than anyone else is when you've experienced that range of emotions yourself you can relate to other people and they can relate to you quite deeply because you can say to someone yes I know I know where you're at and I know it's possible to move out of that one step at a time and I think that alone is very very powerful because um you know for example working with somebody who's experiencing perhaps a breakdown and saying yeah what you're experiencing considering what you've been through is completely normal you know normal quote unquote as in th this is a normal response and I can tell you because I have seen it and I've worked with other people in that situation and I have felt those feelings myself I think that gives you huge growth and it gives you the ability to communicate with confidence to someone that there is a way out and you know that. And then having the ability to give them some tools, I think tools are really important to move through what they're feeling in a really gentle way 
is, you know, it does open your worldview a lot. It gives you more compassion, I think, for other people and and, and desire to help more. Mm, 100%. And I think what you're saying is that when you have, you know, experienced sort of huge trauma, grief, whatever, you've experienced some of these emotions um, firsthand, I think people do relate to you more, don't they? They kind of, they feel more comfortable because, you know, it's it's like you say, I, I remember when I went to therapy and it was, it was great in some ways, but it was really hard because it, the woman didn't understand how I felt. She didn't get it. You know, she could, she was trained and she was lovely and all of the things, but the minute I got, I went to see somebody after that, that had actually experienced child loss. It made such a difference. It just, it just made a huge difference or any, you know, any sort of loss of a family member that's that close. I think it's very similar. It's not the same, but it's very similar. And I think you just do, you just connect naturally, I think to these people, but you know, I remember, I also remember a friend of mine putting me in touch with a couple of people that had also lost and, and in very different ways, baby loss was in very different way. Um, but again, it was that, that whole thing of losing that bond that's so close to you. And it just, I think it does make a difference. I'm not saying that everybody has to feel that way to be, you know, effective in the therapy that they do, but I, I, I have to agree that it does make it and make a huge difference. A hundred percent. Um, I, I wanted to ask you actually for the permissioning and for the quantum touch, and you can kind of, you can answer these separately if you like, um, is like for quantum touch, would it be just for physical issues? Would it be for, for mental health issues as well? Or would you use the permissioning for that? And, you know, that kind of thing. Sure. Okay. So quantum touch can basically be used for anything. Um, a lot of people come into it, because they either want to help themselves or a family member. That's a really common reason why people, you know, start learning these things is because they're in a situation. So usually, often it's become very well known for pain relief because it really, really brings down pain quickly. Um, very effective for deep, deep relaxation, which then basically accelerates the healing response in the body. Um, people use it for aligning bones. So lots of people, yeah, I know. So, <laughs> so I get, I've had lots of, uh, you know, chiropractors and body workers wow. coming on the workshops because you don't need to apply massive pressure at all. A light touch can be all the body needs to start realigning things. So quantum touch is, I mean, it is basically how to get more energy flowing into any area. So you can apply it to anything. Now, under the quantum touch umbrella, there is another workshop called Self-Created Health, and that is really, really geared towards deep emotional release work. So finding out for people, you know, often there's a there's a huge amount of anger that's trapped, you know, or mm. stuck somewhere that is yeah. really inhibiting a person's immune system or inhibiting a person overcoming something. And so Self-Created Health is really designed to find out what is the trigger what are the emotional triggers that are within or behind the physical condition and it doesn't work for everybody I think it's really important to be very kind of transparent and open about what what each thing is very effective for but the people it does work for it is mind-blowing so what makes it effective for one and not another is usually that the person it's very effective for is very open and ready to dive in and start feeling whatever it was that they haven't been looking at 
if you're not ready for that, then it's not the system for you. Yeah. So, so what self-created health? I'll give you an example. Um, a couple of months ago, I worked with somebody who has had chronic fatigue syndrome for four years to the level of her partner, her boyfriend, having to carry her off the couch to bed because she didn't have the energy to even walk from couch to bed. Wow. It was inhibiting. She couldn't work um, fully. She got a young son. It was just affecting absolutely everything. And this is someone who has loads of skills. She fully understands nutrition. She eats incredibly. She does, she's a yoga teacher. She know, you know, she knows her stuff in terms of well-being and health. What we did in the self-created health sessions, and she'd taken, she'd got herself as far as she could go. She had made an impact on her improvement, but she knew that there was something huge emotionally that was driving that was holding her back and driving the condition. And we found the cause of it we found out what it was we worked through what it was and I taught her the process to really really express what it was that she had been suppressing Mm. and she went away and she did that and three sessions later so this is over a couple of weeks maximum of three weeks um all her energy came flooding back she said she had more energy than she's ever had in her whole life she felt like she got her entire life back and she made me an amazing video uh, about it and all this was, was releasing the emotions that were holding her back and that she basically didn't want to look at. So she'd stuff them down into the body because they were too difficult to look at. Yeah. And when you give yourself a way to express what you've been really, really hiding from, and a huge amount of physical energy gets freed up. And so a lot of the time when we are exhausted, and a lot of people say, I feel exhausted, it's from overthinking, it's from emotional suppression and that has a direct effect on on the body so a bit of a tangent there but self-created health is the emotional kind of one-stop shop within quantum touch but that's for really really people that want to dive in Mm. and if someone's got any other type of physical issue I work with quantum touch with them permissioning is a a completely different thing permissioning is I work with people with anxiety with any specific emotional um, issues that they've got going on, if they've had a bit of a breakdown and they want to re-regulate their system, it's really, really effective for... The difference is, is that permissioning is very, very gentle. It's really, really gentle, but it's actually deeply profound. So when someone's had a big trauma, from my perspective, the more gentle the approach, the better because they're very, very, you're in a very fragile state. And so anything, even if it's something helpful, if it's too big a gap from where you feel now, it feels threatening, even if it's good. Yeah. And so permissioning really is such a gentle set of techniques that people adapt into it and feel very safe using it. And I use that a lot with people who are going through um, any type of emotional upheaval. Saying that, I I really want to share this because it just, again, the mind-body thing. Um, I've taught this a lot in uh, an area which I know you will have heard of, but, you know, some some of the people listening may not. But it's an area in London with a faith community of women um, who who tend to have lots of babies and very big families. And one of them heard about the work that I was doing and she got in touch and she said, I'm overdue with my baby. 
and I'm really, really scared of medical intervention. And so I taught her the permissioning and we worked through her fears around birth and intervention and all those things. And her baby was also breech. And what happened was using, she was able to relax herself so deeply and get her mind out of the way so much that her the baby turned and this was her eighth child. So she had a lot of reference points to tell me. And she said, this was the most incredible birth. And it was, you know, it was the easiest birth compared to all the other births. And she, she couldn't stop raving about it. So what happened because they're a very close knit community is they talk. I started to get one call after another from pregnant wow. women, right? And so I started to teach permissioning to many pregnant women in the community and really, really seeing that just this ability to regulate how you feel your nerves and your fear around something coming up that, you know, can be very, very debilitating, that kind of fear, mm. had such an impressive effect on the births that it you know it showed me again this is a set of techniques that's really good for emotional balancing but it's going way deeper than that because it's having an impact on on the way that these women are, are birthing yeah so yeah. it yeah that really you know and that was never something i was aiming to work with it just kind of emerged out of the teaching that's, ama- that's amazing that's so powerful as well <laughs> just how that one technique can create so much of a ripple effect it's it's insane that's amazing yeah really incredible um oh well such a good conversation Um, (laughs) so what I was going to ask next is how from your experience and with all the tools in your toolbox and and everything that you know what kind of kind of advice would you give someone that has I guess had you know a lot of trauma grief adversity um, as this podcast is called shit in their lives and how would you sort of help them or give them advice to take the first steps forward towards getting their sunshine back into their lives I would say take one tiny step at a time mm. and little steps are really powerful really powerful it doesn't need to always be you know giant leaps But just to know that wherever you are now is only where you are now. It's just a mirror reflection of where our thinking is in this moment, basically. And so little by little, if you can find anything that if you use a technique and it takes the edge off for you for even one second, you're on the right track. And that's what I do with people. I say, I don't look, I'm not looking for more than that. Initially, all I'm looking for is one second of respite from from your thinking. That's it. And then one second can become two seconds and you can build on that. So whatever technique you're using or whatever path you're, you're finding works for you, you'll know straight away. Rely on the feedback that you feel instantly. You shouldn't have to wait a long time with anything you're using, if it's a, if you if it's going to work for you, you should start to feel the the inkling of that pretty quickly. Mm. So try different things till you get that feeling, till you get that. And the feeling that I'm talking about is just that feeling of, okay, I've just had even one second of a pause in my thinking, 
or I feel lighter just for one second, then you've got something to build on. And it is possible to go from shit to sunshine. Um, it's more than possible. Is it an overnight journey? Probably not, no. you know, <laughs> um, but it's it's a journey and it's mm-hmm. one that you can't necessarily see it when you're in it, you know. Yeah. But there's a tipping point. I think it's really important to acknowledge that there's a tipping point where your default responses of feeling one way about something start suddenly the scales start to tip and you start to feel the inklings of the sunshine Mm. and it will tip but just be you know be patient with yourself and and compassionate with yourself of how long that takes Mm. oh that's so powerful and and it's so what I have basically based this whole my whole journey on is just taking one step at a time and the incremental changes and then it's funny, isn't it, when you look back and maybe like a couple of years down the line, you're like, wow, hold on a second. <laughs> Things have really changed here. I've really changed here. Um, and you do. I think you have to kind of take stock sometimes. You have to sort of make these incremental changes and not think too much about the big changes that you want to make. But then you have to. It's so important to kind of look back, isn't it, after a little t- little time and realize, wow, how far you've come. I think that's so important as well, isn't it? It really is. And, you know, uh, as well, massive kind of massive love and, and respect and honor for your journey, because from where you were and what you're doing now and, and putting out all this, you know, energy and love into into the world with what you're doing is is a really powerful example of that. And I think that's what I take from you as well, is you're you're equipping yourself mm. because, you know, life can throw all sorts of curveballs, but it's really important that we're equipped and I feel that actually this should be starting from the youngest possible age Mm, and that it's something everybody everybody should have access to resources and should seek them out I think that's definitely something I want to add in as well well thank you and thank you for saying that that's really lovely and means it means a lot um, and I do agree that, you know, we should be teaching this in schools, in nurseries. Um, I mean, I'm a little, for my kids, a little bit disillusioned with the education system as it is anyway. Um, and it's kind of really hard. I think if I had more time and more resources, I might even, you know, homeschool them. But at the moment, that's not really a possibility. But um, I agree, like more of this needs to be taught in schools and not just kind of the mindfulness coloring and the little bits that they do. I think that they really need to go for it and start teaching kids, you know, not just academic subjects, but more about you know how to live your life and and what's actually possible if you open your mind and realize how powerful you are and how infinite you are um and it's taken me over 40 years to really get to this point um and I'm trying to instill it into my kids now as I know you are as well um and it's just so important isn't it to do that because then they might have an easier time when they get to our age because they'll have a bit more information a bit more knowledge of of living in a better kind of more fuller way definitely um if we've got time I'd love to give Mm. you a quick example um yes please yeah so there's I've got a a really really lovely client and um about three years ago she was in a very very low place in her life and she's a teacher she's a primary school teacher and things got so low for her and so her emotions just 
overtook her and her mental health just became unmanageable and she had to stop teaching. And I taught her permissioning. And she was very, very desperate. She really was on the brink and on the edge of just not wanting to be here anymore. And she did something amazing. She used the techniques three times a day religiously because she felt so desperate. And I think that that type of commitment is amazing. Hmm. After a couple of months, she had improved so dramatically because she was able to experience much bigger gaps in her thinking, much bigger gaps in this fixed point of view of where she should have, she, you know, the things she was upset about and the things that she thought she should have been at a different point or a different junction by that age in her life and all these different things. And she'd managed to create a much more supportive mental perspective on things. And a few months after that, she felt strong enough to go back to work. And she really, really um, got herself back into the swing of teaching. Um, she used the techniques still religiously every day. And then what she did was really, really incredible. Rather than go through the day and have wobbles and have to sneak off and use the techniques outside the classroom door in the toilet, she used them with her with her class. Oh, wow. She got the whole class to do it with her. That's amazing. Reception. Wow. And she simplified it for their age, obviously, and and changed, you know, a couple of words and made it playful. And Mm. then she came back to me. She said, do you mind if I do this? I said, of course not. And now the whole school does it. Wow. She's done it with every single year group. She gets parents. She herself is, you know, really, really in the absolute prime of her life. She is a different person. She still uses the techniques every day, but she uses them multiple times a day. Some of them are very short and easy. Some of the techniques take 30 seconds. That's why she was able to seamlessly just integrate it into the into the class. Mm. And she sent me a message last week saying um, one of the parents of the children of a year two child had come up to her and said, oh, my son still uses what you taught him. He calls them his calm techniques and he uses them at home. And we're so grateful because he's taught all of us. Wow. And so this one woman, she's my hero, honestly. <laughs> yeah. but she really is. She couldn't get out of bed. She had to stop teaching. She's not only used this amazing toolkit to and had the commitment dedication to really rehabilitate herself but she's taken it to work with her and she's now got the whole primary school with the permission of the head teacher the head teacher thinks it's fantastic using you know 20 second techniques different times of the day for teach the children to reset when they feel overwhelmed that's all it is just a few little reset techniques amazing and I think gosh if I had had that when I was at school yeah. You know, and she says to me, it just calms them. You know, it just gives them that few seconds to just to just calm down. I always say to her, you, you know, you really are wow. a very, very special person to, to have turned it around. I think that's exact a really good example of from shit to sunshine. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's it. That is an amazing story. Thank you so much for sharing that. I wish she was my kids' teacher. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, it's it's very special, very special lady. I think I need to um have a refresher and do it with my kids every night. I think I might have to chat to you about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, wow, thank you. Is there any other sort of words of wisdom or anything else you'd like to share with our audience? Um, just really to say everybody has their moment, if you like, mm. and it can turn itself inside out into something that brings you a lot of sunshine. And that may require a leap of faith to believe that's possible, but just one step at a time. And I really encourage people to seek out tools. I'm such a big advocate. It doesn't matter what it is. What works for one person may not be for the other. It doesn't matter. But just to have your eyes open and be open and explore different things that can really make a difference to your quality of life with your mental health. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much. Um, Karina, thank you so much for being here today. It's been an absolute pleasure and I actually don't want this to end. Um, <laughs> I can talk for Britain. So. <laughs> Amazing. We'll have to do it again. Um, but can you please tell everybody um, what ways, what are you doing right now? What are the ways people can work with you, find you, give us all the info? Okay. So my website is Karina, K-A-R-I-N-A, grants, G-R-A-N-T, dot C-O dot U-K, dot co dot U-K, or dot C-O dot U-K, if you're outside of, of England. And um, everything's on there, basically. So I've got a lot of Zoom workshops. So now, since the lockdowns, people from all over the world are attending, which is quite exciting. Um, so there's quantum touch workshops that you can attend online. I will have some coming up in person. I really hope soon. I'm just uh, securing a venue. And you can also uh, find a lot of stuff about permissioning on my website as well. There's some audio uh, meditations that you can learn in that way. There's a sleep program. There's some mindfulness audios. So there's, there's lots of different things to explore. I think just have a read of the blog and just see if it's something that that resonates for you. But I mean, I honestly, my the kind of character I am is I, I just jump straight on the workshop. And uh, you know, if you can and that's something you want to do, I highly encourage it. Otherwise, just feel your way into it. You can order the Quantum Touch books on Amazon, and um, you can just start with where start with where you are, but start somewhere. Amazing, amazing. Okay, well, thank you so much. Um, I will have all of Karina's um, details in the show notes for you so you don't have to remember it um, from here. And um, thank you again, Karina. Thank you so much for joining us on Shit to Sunshine. My and absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. And uh, what a lovely chat. You're very easy to, to flow with. Thank you, you too. And thank you everyone for listening. And we will see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.